yeah. the biggest fear in getting into development. It's like asking people for money. I realise that we're actually kind of doing them a favour. I think mine was um, was messing it up. So selling the dream to these people, getting the investment, and then just then just messing it up. You have a vehicle that is developments that is actually able to help people earn more for their money. So you are you're not you're not doing it for you and, and you only. You're actually doing it together. So you're doing a development. Yeah. But you're also helping them. Earn it's a win-win situation, isn't it? Absolutely. Welcome back to the Property Developer Secrets Podcast with myself, Andy Cook. And myself, Lloyd Girardi. And today we're going to be carrying on with the Building the Dream series where we're looking back at successful developers who have changed the way that they look at property and using their skill sets in different ways to become property developers. And today we're going to visit back to Mike and Kerry and see their journey. Yeah, so Mike and Kerry are a um, husband and wife team. We've met their son as well. So their son came and did our training as well, which they'll probably talk about or they will talk about in this interview about actually how coming back to the training really started to spur it on. Because at the beginning, it, yeah, you'll hear Mike's Mike's story. He wasn't giving it the priority that he should have done um, until he realized that then he wasn't going anywhere. He'd learned everything we taught him, but without the action, absolutely, he, he did nothing. But this interview was a few, well, a year ago now. Since this interview, their actual GDV, their gross development value of their pipeline is nearly sort of well, 32, 35 million pounds worth of property development deals, which is incredible. And a few people have asked us, oh, does that not annoy you? Because that's more than the GDV of the pipeline you've done over eight years. Well, the answer is no, like it hasn't. It's more of a pride thing for us to say, actually, we've helped someone uh, go beyond what we've achieved in three years. Like that's just the power of education. That's the power of learning from people that have done it in the past. We had to make a lot of mistakes, but yeah, these guys, they're, they're specialized in service accommodation um, and you'll hear how we sort of met them in the interview and how they're getting on now. So enjoy. Hi guys, before you listen to this episode, I just want to share with you something that we've been working on that's really exciting. So look, this is a property development podcast and I'm assuming you want to get started in property development. So if that is you, we have developed an online course called The Foundation. So in anything, in property development, the better the foundations, the more solid the building's going to be. So that is the same with education. Learn the foundations. This is online. If you want more time, more freedom, more choice, you want to quit the job that you've been working on, you want to create a legacy for your family, create generational wealth, then the Property Development Secrets Foundation course is certainly for you. So grab the link below. Join us on the Property Developer Secrets, the Foundations course, and you can become a property developer from today. Right, so here's two people who are very close to my heart. We've got Mike and Kerry McEwen. Um, guys, thank you for coming doing the podcast. It's a pleasure having you on here. Um, can you just give us a little intro for the guys of what your development journey has been so far? Yeah, no problem at all. Thank you for having us. Um, yeah, so we've been in and around the sort of white box community now for sort of three years. Um, we've done a PDS course um, a couple of times and um, just taken those sort of learnings and actually sort of built a little team, put that all into practice and um, and basically started to build some houses. So we're currently on our second site. Um, first one was a, a huge success and sort of given us the traction to to sort of to carry on. And we've got a really good pipeline as well now. Okay, cool. So I met you um, at an actual a training course or something else, wasn't it? You guys were into serviced accommodation and HMOs and lettings agencies. Um, you had your own lettings agency before. Um, and I actually met you when we were getting some training on that that side of things. 
Um, where was developments in your vision at that point? Nowhere, really. Um, like you said, we met um, in an SA boardroom and Mike and I had already had our letting agents and ran it for eight years, sold it and never really thought about the property development side of things. Um, I think SA was the natural um, follow on from the letting agency for us. Um, we've always had buy to let properties. So um, being a landlord and always, as you can imagine, um, really interested in the property side of things. But it wasn't until we spoke with Andy initially um, when we had a buy to let that had a potential plot next door or in, on the same grounds that we thought or Mike said straight away, we need to buy that house because it's got um, a plot that we could then sell on. So then speaking with Andy, he then said, you're better off selling that plot and which we did, we got planning permission, sold it and put the money then into our first development. In your intro, you said that your first development was a massive success. It's <laughs> a, a big statement. Um, <laughs> just explain what that first deal was. So as you just sort of said there, Kerry, that you, you sold a plot of land and you did a bigger site, something that you didn't think you could do straight away. Um, obviously we sort of talked you through the, the mindset of doing a bigger deal. So just explain that first deal, the figures, the number of houses um, and, and how it all worked out really. Okay. Yeah. So um, I think the, the plot of land that Kerry's referring to, we, um, we had considered maybe trying to build it out. Um, and he obviously talked us out of that and, and said that, you know, we, he sort of really got me to understand the, um, the economies of scale side of things it was almost as much work to build multiple houses as it is to just build a single plot so obviously we came along to the discovery day um and then the three-day course met you as well had some um discussions in and around sort of our own um our own sort of options with that and then um and then i really i tried to just sort of continue with the service accommodation we did the three-day course the first time and then i had to come back and do it again we brought our our youngest son as well um and it was only really then I had a light bulb moment when I sort of, you know, there's an awful lot of information to take on the first time round. Um, and I think there's only when I did it the second time, had this light bulb moment where I just thought I can build a team, a little bit like a football manager. I know where I sort of can get the skills from. I know some builders. I know a really good architect. Um, I've also through our service accommodation links, I knew I could access the funding that we needed as well. So um, we spent about 18 months trying to find a site that stacked. Um, and it was a combination of a pipeline of sites without planning that could be, it could work potentially. But also we started to look at sites with planning. So again, chatting to you guys, you said sort of the path of least resistance to get to get going and, and to get a development under our, our belt was to find something with planning. So we found a site that had failed at auction and it, I think we just came along at the right time. The agent was about to lose the instruction because they put it to auction and it had failed. They were going to lose it to a competitor. So we contacted them and they sort of did a deal with the, the vendor where we sort of took it on um, outside of the auction. So it had planned for three detached houses, two four beds and a three bed, but executive size um, houses. So, you know, really good, good size. Um, the, the site was a little bit tight, um, but we knew we could sort of make it work it's in a really good area so it's good got good transport links to sort of the m50 and the m5 so the it's about 40 minutes from where we live so the bill costs are the same but the the end values are much higher so um 
we sort of put the team together, um, got everybody to have a, had a look at it. We managed to fund the purchase of the site ourselves. Again, as you guys have sort of taught us to try and leave the site unencumbered because then we knew we, you know, we could um we could then go out and, and find some funding to, to build the houses. So initially the um the GDV was sort of slightly lower than, than we had anticipated. So it was a combined um GDV of so the, the GDV initially we we felt would be about sort of 1.2, 1.2 million, I believe. And um and over the course of the build with COVID and bits and pieces, prices just seem to be creeping up and up. So that obviously works in our favor, but because our team is made up of two builders, myself as sort of the, the business administration admin side of things and, and an architect, you know, our guys were building at sort of a, about a 108, 110 pound a square foot, which is obviously much, much lower than um, had, you know, what it would have been had we brought in uh, a main contractor. So this has then sort of allowed us um, to to produce a really good product. Um, combined sales with that, actually, we sold. Originally, we were going to put them on at sort of four nine five, sorry five two five four nine five and four seven five, and we actually sold um, one for five fifty. Then we sold the free bed for half a million, and then we actually kept the second four bed. So that had a value of sort of five fifty, um, and it allowed us to pull out two hundred k profit. From the sale of the first two so that was everybody paid off all of the finance and then we pulled out just over 200k from the first two and then with the last one that we've kept we'll we'll pull out it's about 412k but all in all i mean if that one sold for the the, the money that it's been valued at the sort of the 550 the the profit there is about 730k which is incredible for your first ever deal in terms of developments your first new build project um, it is only three houses and I, I stress only three houses to that is a lot is a big deal for people um, but for what obviously you've seen people on the mastermind as well doing bigger sites but for three houses to make seven hundred thirty thousand pound profit is insane and it's something that a lot of people think oh it's, it's too good to be true or uh, you've, you've done it for many years and you you built up to that but it's it's not the case and this is what this book's about this is to show the realities of people that have done the deal um someone that's people are in the process of doing a deal and some people are just starting out as well so it gives all aspects but it is incredible um obviously that seven hundred thirty thousand pound is to, is to split between you which is fine there's still uh, plenty in there um <laughs> but what were your what was your biggest fear before doing the deal so i know you talked about um you were doing the service accommodation so you knew you were in property already which is a good start but what was yeah. your biggest fear in getting into developments I think we had different fears, didn't we, really? My biggest fear, especially during the three-day course, was how are we ever going to um, fund this? Because Mike and I would never have been able to have funded it ourselves, like, fully. Um, and the whole, I know you go over in the three-day course, the fears side of things. And, and it was like asking people for money. I felt like we were we were poor and we were asking you know our family to money to to live and that was a you know when we found um when we eventually spoke to family and friends um I realized that we're actually kind of doing them a favor the bank you know the interest rates are so low at the moment that they were starting to pull all their money out of 
things like premium bonds and savings accounts where they were getting nothing for it or the odd 25 pound each month and you know handing us the the money so yeah, that was that, that point there is a great point just to just to go back over because a lot of people i think will relate to this this part about the money in the funds mm. and you are you you're basically looking for money from people to do the development and i think a lot of people will, will sort of go in the same sort of boat as you think well i don't want to ask friends and family because i don't want to be seen as begging type thing i'm sure that's kind of what similar to what you just said there but yeah it seems like you're begging for money to to help you but actually it's not what you're doing is taking money from other people to help them get more interest back or help them earn more money than the, than the, the interest they'll get in the bank, hmm. or the ISAs or savings accounts. So you have a vehicle that is developments that is actually able to help people earn more for their money. So you are, you're not, you're not doing it for you and, and you only, you're actually doing it together. So you're doing a development, yeah. but you're also helping them earn it's a more money. situation, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, yeah. so and that's uh, something for people to get their head around. Yeah. That was um, yeah. That was a massive mindset block for me. I thought I can I can never do that. It was. Um, um, I think I'm a little bit more more laid back, but I found it was the credibility when I was sort of speaking to people, you know, friends, family, or whatever. It's like, oh, you know, what's the latest idea that Mike's got now? Then right, okay. So it's a bit like right, okay, yeah. But I think it was a, maybe a little bit easier for us because obviously we had we could demonstrate that we'd had a business um it was profitable we sold it on we did well with that didn't mm. we it's just this was a little bit of the the unknown but i know the money thing was a huge thing for you really wasn't mm. it how we can sort of what was your biggest thing i think mine was um was messing it up so selling the dream to these mm. people getting the investment and then just then just messing it up <laughs> but that's again where I, did, I never felt we were trying to do it in isolation because we had this little team that I built. They had experience, obviously, but, but we had you guys as well. So I could always sort of lean on, on that as well. I think, um, you know, what you did really well is you, you took that knowledge and you built that team around you. And we always say it's like being the conductor of an orchestra. You don't have to be able to play every instrument. You just have to someone who guides everyone when they need to and gets them to play their instrument at the right time. Mm. And, you know, your, your power team, if you like, you've got, You've got the architect, you've got the builders. Now, the builders were the guys who built that plot of land that you sold, weren't they? So that was the contact you had, had with them. But you played football, I think, with them, didn't you, um, on a Wednesday night or whatever, and then you played yeah. darts with the architect. So these were yeah. people who were already around you. You just had to highlight who needed, have you know, lean on the relationship you probably already had with them in a loose way, and then bring them together as a team. And then any of those people had the full amount of knowledge to go and do that deal on their own, it needed someone to bring it all together and sort of be the, the conductor, didn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. And I think there's probably a lot of people that are in the same position and maybe just don't really realise. It's just sort of, like you say, identifying those people that I already know but in a different walk of life and then just sort of leaning on, you know, leveraging their sort of skills and experience really as well. How do you think this experience has been for them now? Because they've done a bigger deal. They've got more money than they'd have had just been paid doing it as a contractor. What's their reaction? Oh, the builders are over the moon because I think they were originally of the mindset that um, they could only ever build one, sell one sort of thing. And, you know, that the whole letting side of things, you know, keeping the, the property as an asset and, and, and making it sort of cash flow was um, a bit radical for them. And I think that, that now we're building eight houses on the site that we're on now. Everything just seems to be so much easier than it was before. So it's almost like the more you do, 
it's actually even easier, which is just which is bizarre. Yeah, I think it's um a massive point to make is like the relationships between everybody and that's what Mike like you said about the orchestra and things Mike's job is to keep the relationship going and you know like we got money tied up in this last house for the, from the first development and two out of the four of them are like desperate for the money so it's just that whole you know like keeping the relationship together um, sometimes the builders like want more and more from the architect and the architect snowed under and Mike's constantly like in the middle having to keep these relationships going and you know it could be perceived that he's sat around doing nothing which he's not because behind the scenes there's literally so much going on but this is why I like obviously you know the network with you guys is because you can relate to that it's similar to like your stuff going on in Cumbria and whatnot isn't it that you know you've you've had to manage all those relationships as well and probably even harder because you've had to do it at a distance yeah no definitely and um but you said uh, earlier that it's easier now because you're on more houses but it's also easier because you've been through a deal and all of those people who are involved in it are used to it now they've seen the result haven't they so the builders can see that you've got to the end of that first one you sold some you kept one you've got some cash flow now you know that they've they can go into the next one knowing that the process works and selling themselves they just need to worry about the build bit you know yeah yeah without a doubt and also it's um stop them being distracted by anything else as well so you know there's an opportunity for them to go off and do their own sort of little bits and pieces in the early days they may have felt they needed to do that um to, to perhaps keep the money coming in and, and whatever else but now they just everyone's fully committed because they can see it works yeah definitely so you, you mentioned that you're on your next site now um and then previously to that you mentioned that it took you 18 months to get the first site as well so it has taken a while um, yeah. you've been with us for three years now, um, sort of from the, from the very start. Um, I, I think well, you'll say yourself as well, I'm sure, but you, you weren't dedicated to finding the site for the first few or six months, 12 months, because yeah, I think you had other things going on. You said that you needed to go back on the site, uh, on the PDS, uh, property developers secrets course, again, just to sort of get reinvigorated with it and get some motivation back. Um, but once you did, you found the site. So yeah. I, having I, built that out. Go on, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I probably wasted half that time. So nine months, I probably wasted where we were still heavily involved in setting up our service accommodation business. And I would just look and think, oh, God, I'm going to go to White Box tomorrow or, you know, in a couple of days. And, and then I'd, I'd give it, you know, a minimum amount of attention and really um i mean you guys will know as well some of the sites that i was bringing you could just see there's not a lot of thought gone into it it's all a bit of a rush um so yeah i, think, I didn't really notice okay. that mike yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you brought yeah, them and um, 10 crap sites to me and john to look through yeah <laughs> you you imagine stood on that stage last last week getting our awards if 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 any there's no way any of us would have thought that we could have done that three years ago <laughs> <laughs> no. So let, let's just talk about that. You're, you're currently in the uh, the time this recording is being done and this this book's been written. You are currently White Box's Developers of the Year uh, for 2021, which is incredible. It, you know, it's just it's three years on, um, but that is out of everyone we've taught that year. Uh, you guys have sort of stood uh, not above the rest, but you, you the deals you've been doing and your commitment to what you've done has made you win that award. Uh, and it's it's credit to yourselves for doing that um you yeah the first nine months you can tell that you, you weren't really interested I'm not interested I suppose wrong you were interested you just it wasn't your priority um 
but once you've got your head around that, you're into it. But I think what's really credit to you guys is you didn't give up. A lot of people would have given up after six months because I, you know, I, it's, I'm not ready for it yet. I'm, I haven't got the time to dedicate to it. You didn't. And imagine if you did give up, you wouldn't have had that £730,000 first deal and you wouldn't have this second deal you want now. So let, let's talk about that second deal. Let's talk about how that came about. And if anyone um, wants to see this site and the, the previous one as, uh, as well, just head over to our YouTube channel um, and we've got Mike on site showing you the, the finished development as well uh, with Andy sort of walking around and, and showing uh, the deal and how it came about. So you can go back and watch uh, watch the first site, but let's talk about this second site. How did that come about? What are the figures um, and, and what's the current situation with it? Okay, so the, the current site we're on, we're building eight houses. It's another site that we've picked up that's got, that already had planning. Um, and we went to have a look at it uh, during the build, um, the first project. So I think what we sort of learned pretty quickly is that a lot of these deals take weeks and months to get over the line, sometimes even years. So we didn't want to rest on our laurels just because we were on site doing the first project. I didn't want to be in a situation where that had come to an end and we had nothing to go on to. So we've always had a pipeline of sites that are either in planning or they're in legals and they're the potentials. So in the meantime, then we've got our other sites that we pick up that have got planning. So we paid half a million pounds for the second site. So it's got full planning for eight houses. So it's five, three beds, one, four bed and two, two beds. Um, initial GDV on that, we felt, our, uh, sorry, with the initial GDV, our projected profit on that was about 700K. Um, now we're into it and we're doing it and everything just seems to be so much easier. And we've got things in advance because we've learned so much from the first site. There's also been a shift in the market as well. The, the profit on that is looking like it's going to be almost double that sort of 1.3 1.4 um and and that one came about because uh, one of the builders wives was driving past the site that they live near and we said okay yeah we, we arranged a viewing with the agent and and this is quite key to what you guys teach us really we went to have a look it was on 550 the architect looked at the figures um and myself and carrie and we said look we can probably make it work um at half a million and so we offered it got accepted and the builders were in the back were saying you know how are we going to pay for that <laughs> i was like well don't worry about that and and we literally did we offered on the site we got it all put into legals and we and i really had no real way of knowing at that point how we were going to pay for it but i just knew that following the process leveraging the contacts that we already had and the fact that we'd already done a site or was doing a site you know we could demonstrate that we could do this so um one of our um, rent my house clients came on board. He supported us with a percentage of the initial land purchase. Myself and the other directors put in the rest, and he's funding the whole build. Wow. I mean, he, he yeah, he's over the moon as well. He loves it. Yeah, brilliant. So you know, your uh, my favourite saying is activity creates opportunity, and the first site and the activity you've done that and keeping that pipeline going and trusting the process has given you stronger relationships with all the investors you've already got and giving you the, the next site for you and all the guys. So you just trusted the process. Brilliant. Yeah. And also, I think it's important that you'll see on the YouTube video as well um, that we talk about where we are over in Red Marley, that we were in legals at the point um, for the adjoining field there. So we've come away from Red Marley. We've finished that development. We've gone on to the second one. So that's nearer to Shropshire. But in the meantime, we'd already written to the landowner of the adjoining field in Red Marley. 
we agreed a deal there. That's gone through legals. We've actually even got planning permission on that now. And we're due to start that one at the end of January 2022. So that will overlap now the existing site that we've got. So that, again, will be new territory for us where we'll have two sites on the go at the same time. But the third site then, so that's classic. I would say to people, that's a classic white box one where we, we identified the site as a potential. We, you know, we sent them a, a direct to vendor letter and sort of the rest is history now. It's, it's brilliant. What are the figures on that one? So that one's very, very similar. Um, so that's going to actually be for nine houses, but we've got to give um, two dwellings away as affordable housing because it's classed as a rural development. So it's actually two one-bedroom flats and a two-bedroom house. So that will then leave us with six dwellings and our anticipated profit on that is between 850 to a million. I'll try to wow. be conservative with that, but it's probably more than likely going to go over the million pound. It's such a good area, good location, again, good transport links, and you know, and, and the market's working in our favour at the moment. Again, imagine you gave up after six months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is it. And this is why when I speak to people in the network that are, um, you know, maybe a couple of years behind us or only just sort of recently joined, I say, look, if I can do it, you know, I think Andy takes a bit of enjoyment of telling people that as well. If Mike can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> I think what's always been good, though, um, for you guys, and especially you, Mike, actually, is you've always thrown yourself into everything with White Box, haven't you? You know, you've got involved with, you know, the fitness groups. You've got involved with the, we were doing white collar boxing before lock, the first lockdown. And anything that you hear that we're putting on like that, you just, you trust the community so much, you just get involved, simple as that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and that's getting myself out of the my comfort zone. You know, I, I consider myself to be quite a shy person, you know, and even when I, I write like social media posts or, you know, we've got like a community WhatsApp group, I, I don't often post things, you know, in these sort of forums as often as I should. And a lot of the time it is because I am sort of quite shy. So like when Lloyd says, when you're talking about the profit from our first deal, I do struggle to sort of communicate that across to people because I think, well, first of all, it, it doesn't all, it almost doesn't sound believable, but it's just you know, I think I may be that type of person. So I do I say to anybody, you have got to keep, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and commit to these things. And, and this is why I think, you know, we've benefited so much, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, from the white box side of things as well, the things we've learned recently, um, we've had oh, three or four people come back to us from letters that we'd written to them. Um, oh, over the last two years, even probably at the beginning of our journey and the last month or so, um, like I said, we've had three or four different um, phone calls or emails from people saying, oh, you wrote to me a while back. Um, I'm thinking of selling my land now. Do you want to meet? And, you know, it's funny how it's like such a it can be such a struggle in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, like you always say, you know, it, it, it pays off. I mean, I, I sold at our dining table the other week on Facebook <laughs> and um, outside our house, um, our, Mike's brother bought us a plaque years and years ago. We've been there 14 years and it says McEwen Towers. So this guy turns up and he says, oh, it's not Mike McEwen's house, is it? And Ben James, the architect. And I was like, I said, yeah. And he said, um, he said, oh, he said, they've written to me. Um, they wrote to me a while back. He said, um, about selling my land. He said, I'm still interested if they want to get in touch and I was like that is you know like you swap it for the table 
you know, I spoke to that guy yesterday and I've got a meeting now um, with him, Ben, um, at the end of January. Wow. Like, you, you can't write this stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not something that's going to happen to everyone that, that does our training. Like, you, <laughs> you sell something on eBay or whatever and you, you get someone approach You'll have you. to put that in the blueprint for getting um, new sites. You've got to sell a table. Table, yeah. <laughs> write a letter, sell a table to them. <laughs> No, it's brilliant. So obviously you mentioned um, the help that we provide as well. You've been with us for three years. What what would you say has been the the best part of that or what? how have we helped you guys get started? Um, I think it's so many different ways, really. Um, I think Bali was was pretty special for us as well. So again, um, you know, anyone I speak to that's sort of considering the retreats, I think it was so good it's in in such a way that we we didn't really sort of expect and i think it's difficult and we everybody says that when they're over there don't they is that um on any of those retreats it's difficult to communicate what's involved um until you're actually there until you experience it so i think that that was a key thing for us as well and i often refer back to the the notes that we made and the you know the discussions that that we had um you know all the, the vision sort of bits and pieces as well and you know just to just to think about the things we wouldn't normally think about, you know, the goals and where we want to be. So, so that was a, a key thing, wasn't it? But mm. I think also the, the community is massive. And I think we've got friends for life that we've, we've met, you know, in and around whether it's been the retreat or it's been the, um, just the general sort of mastermind days, I think like-minded individuals, that is um, so important, isn't it? Yeah, I think for me, like when I think right back to the three day course, because I I did only did it once, I sat there and like mine, uh, Mike said, it's so much to take in, and I thought, you know, well, you, you go over the building side of things, and I and I thought, well, I I, I don't know how to build a house, but then I could understand like the direct to vendor letters and the money side of things a lot more. Um, but I think the key is to think. You, you literally can't do everything yourself. You've, you've either got to have a team around you like we have. And even though, like, you know, we won those awards last week, we couldn't have done it without the team, you know, that, that we've got. And, and not to be daunted by that, you know, you, you'll bring to it a skill set that somebody else hasn't got, like Mike does the project management side of things that the builders couldn't do. So, you know, don't be put off and, and, as long as you've got the people around you that can do what you can't, you'll be fine. Yeah, so I suppose it's helping you with the structure of what's happening around you in the business as well. So it's not just about teaching you how to become developers. Yeah. What, we, what we've sort of helped with as well is, is putting that into play. So obviously you guys have got to go and do it. We can't teach you. We can teach you it, but we can't sort of go and do it yourself. So you've done that, which is great, but just giving you the idea of things. So with developments, every site's going to be different. So we, one thing we teach you is probably not necessary to someone else on the mastermind either so it's very bespoke kind of the, the training the, the sort of advice we give as well uh, but you've just taken it on and, and the, the proof is is there you've done it uh, you're still doing it which is amazing yeah and I, I think the mindset side of things as well is you know that's some some months I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go into Andy's group because there isn't anything on the sort of practical build side of things I need to chat about but there's you know there's something um other than that maybe to do with like the personal side of things or the relationships and stuff and like that's another avenue it's not sort of regimented what you do it sort of fits in with what I think people need and that's that's important as well yeah I think that it's the vision and visibility as well you have to be able to believe it to achieve it 
So we can give you the, the broader picture. And as you just said, all the peers on the, the group and the community, the people, I mean, you are now inspiring so many people who are following you because they can see your first deal. It's tangible. They can see the profits you've got. They can probably even go and look around it if they need to, or they can look at it on YouTube. And then they can, they can see that the process works if they follow it and commit to it. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's so important because, you know, when we stood on that stage last week, you know, I, I'm not not great at public speaking at the best time and certainly not on on the spot like that but i wish i said more about you know the the likes of the previous winners that we've always looked up to so like sunny kevin and craig always used to lean on kevin and craig a lot with sort of the bits that they were doing and, and we would always aspire to you know be as successful as those guys and the same with um matt and ian Kavanaugh as well so it's i think that is very important because as you say now it's sort of inspiring others and um I suppose sort of proving that the process works, but also being um, being there for for those people in that community in the way that those guys were for us. Yeah, brilliant. So, anyone sort of reading this or listening to this that's on the fence, what sort of advice could you give them? <laughs> I think for me, I've said it to a couple of people, um, well, a few people over the the last couple of years. You have got to be prepared to take a risk as well. Um, so many people we've seen go through the mastermind that maybe like to analyze um, sites and maybe analyze them so much that they talk themselves out of it. And um, I think you, like with your first site, you never, you took the risk, but you never thought that it was going to give the profits that it, that it did. No, I think, I think, um, you know, we quite often chatted about, I think when you've got an inter, an individual that's very intellectual almost sometimes they're their worst enemies because they've got the abilities to to analyze data in such a way that i would never be able to do would never want to do yeah. <laughs> and and then wouldn't spend the time doing that which which i don't know it could maybe be seen to be a little bit reckless but but i think you can spend too long on on some things isn't it and i think you know you guys have said to us in the past it's, at some point you've just got to get some plates spinning haven't you and, and we've learned so much from that first development that we did that you know we're confident now that we can have you know a few plates spinning at the same time and it, we never would have been able to do that had we not sort of made the, the decision to do the first one yeah, you can't make profit without putting an offer in so you've got to you've got to be prepared to to back yourself to back yeah. your education as well so You've, you've learned it. There's no point in learning something without putting the action in afterwards. So yeah, certainly that's what you did. Uh, and the proof is, is, is shown. Yeah. I mean, and it just keeps getting better and better. So sort of the site that we're on now, there's an adjoining field there as well. So we're in, um, in legals with that one as well. So it looks as if we're going to be sort of, you know, darting around, um, you know, Herefordshire, Shropshire, back and forth doing different bits and pieces. Um, and it's just like one just seems to be leading to another and another and another. Fantastic. You saw a plot final. Plot. How many houses was it last week? Yeah, we, we got invited to, to see a, a plot last week, which we think will take quite comfortably about 30 houses um, off market. And again, that's come through one of the builders who did some plastering for the lady who owns it. And now she knows that he's building his own houses and she likes them so much that she wants wants us to have it. There you go. Not, not bad for a shy couple who weren't in developments three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, look, I think that's been really inspiring for people. It's so good to hear. Um, but I think real lesson for people who are in that first six to nine months struggling to find a site that stacks just to keep with the process. 
you know, you're in the same boat as that. And it's funny now, as you just said there, once you get one under your belt, you know, how they start coming to you then and that it really does open up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, what conversation we had yesterday, we've actually instructed a commercial agent on on one of the sites that we've got because we, we just think we've almost got too much. Mm. So, um, you know, to, to maybe to sell that one on and not try and build them all and just maybe be a little bit sensible as well. Yeah, which is, is sensible. Like, you know, you said it, but it is sensible. So you've got to, you've got to try and, you, you can't take too much on. Uh, as much as people would love to do as many sites as possible, sometimes it's not that possible so yeah it's a great thing to to sell some work on some yeah have a a, a different strategy on each one Mm -hmm. definitely awesome so finally just if you could sum up kind of white box in a sentence or a couple of sentences what how would you describe white box i think um genuine is the word that comes to mind because i think there's unfortunately in this world there is an awful lot of training providers out there that um it's almost like mechanics, isn't it? You get one rogue mechanic and then all of a sudden everybody thinks all mechanics are rogues. And I think it's a similar sort of thing in the in the property world from a training aspect. I think that, you know, the proof is in the pudding, you guys, it's just genuine. And I think the fact that you disclose an awful lot of information on your own journeys as well, you know, you can't deny that. A lot of people, I think, would, would, rather, would be more sort of cloak and dagger and would hide those failures and just sing about the winds. And then it becomes a little bit sort of almost unrealistic. Whereas I think you guys are far from that. So I definitely think just genuine. You agree? Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, guys. Um, if anyone wants to follow their journey, then go to the uh, social media handles, follow them, see what they're doing. And if there's any sites in, in sort of Shropshire area, Hereford area, you know the guys to contact. Brilliant. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Mark and Gary. Thank you.